administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, today we uh, have, you know, a lot of things that are going to be happening um, uh, that are probably not so great for our country. And one would be that uh, I I think that Trump is going to get indicted today, uh, which is a, a real travesty of justice right there. We're going to break that down and talk about what Jack Smith is going to be up to today with respect to the J6 thing. You know, it's kind of weird because new video is coming out still. I mean, people are saying to Kevin McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, where in the world are all the video that you promised? And why, uh, for example, do we still have 87,000 New IRS agents that are rolling out the Fed now, the Federal Reserve digital currency system. I mean, that's what it's all about. Nobody is even talking about it. I'm the only one, I think, that's saying the reason why they're rolling out 87,000 IRS agents is because they want to roll out digital currency in a whole new system. And that's what that's about. They want to create some sort of a uh, division saying, oh, the middle class is under attack and they're going to get audited. You're going to audit grandma. That's not what it's about. That probably will happen. And they'll probably make it happen just so you can have that argument. But that's the argument they want you to have. While they roll out power and control for their future, which is CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currency, controlled by the Federal Reserve of the United States, which shouldn't have the power that they have in the first place. Meanwhile, you got BRICS nations that are embracing gold as the standard that backs their currency. They're going to open up a can of a whoop on our dollar, and it's going to be, it's really going to be devastating for the United States once that happens. And we're going to be a a banana republic before you know it. This Democrat leadership is just off the charts corrupt. And the politicians, the rhinos, aren't any better. 
You know, Christopher Ray is a Republican. But he is a Lincoln Project Republican, no different than George Conway or, or uh, McCain's guy, Sh- uh, Schmidt. All these, all these re- uh, Republicans like Paul Ryan and George Bush and all these losers that we've had running the show for so long, too long. Remember when John McCain was alive? Hated Trump. Hated everything about Trump. His daughter hates Trump. Dick Cheney hates Trump. Liz Cheney hates Trump. And they did the J6 thing, which is leading right right now, leading all the way up to this indictment that we're experiencing today. Because there was Halliburton and there was Enron and there was all this stuff that was getting money, getting rich off of the terrorism and the destabilization of nations. You want access to a country? You don't have to ask the president. You just take them out. You kill them. Murder. I mean, that's what they did with Gaddafi. And now who owns Libya? That's what they did with Iraq. They murdered Saddam Hussein. And now what are they doing with Iraq? Anything they want, they get. So you want Iraq? Just murder Saddam. You want to take over Egypt? Get rid of Mubarak. You want Libya? Take out Gaddafi. Simple. You want Syria, which is a passageway to the Europe? Get rid of Assad. Oh, that's a problem. Russia, Russia's in the way for, for, for Syria. That's a problem. That's a problem. So now what do you have? You have, you have, uh, hate Putin. All right. Well, we hate Putin because he won't let us have Syria. We hate him because he's getting, he's, he's competing directly with our oil pri- pricing and our oil distribution from Iraq to Europe and Syria is in the way and Russia is the main reason why Syria is in the way and Russia's using Syria as a blockade so that they can actually dominate their oil going from Russia into Europe through the Nord Stream pipeline and then they take it out and then they say they didn't do it but they said they would do it, but then they didn't do it. I mean, they're just a pack of liars. The G7, NATO, aggression, their, their bioweapons and their chemical weapons. Yeah, that's right. I said it. You know, Greece is on fire right now. Did you know that? Greece is on fire. And Greece is on fire. And guess what? Canada's on fire. And it turns out that the fires out in Montana were started by an arsonist. I wonder if that arsonist has any ties to the Green Initiative. I was listening to some nonsense interview yesterday. Some some Stop Oil Now uh, uh, activist. And she was saying something about 
all this uh, Republican greed and their greed with the and they're tied to the oil companies. And I'm like, isn't that what you're doing with BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and all your corporate global corporate partners pushing a green agenda like electric vehicles that don't work or uh, windmills that need diesel fuel to spin or solar panels that can't produce enough energy and they're all made in China? You know, while you're sitting there uh, blocking um, the streets of Germany or wherever you are with your wokeness, don't be pointing fingers that the Republicans are, are backed by the oil companies when they're backed by the electric companies. They want us to, they want to, but, but unlike, unlike the uh, oil companies, they're not saying you can't have electric. If you prefer electric, you could have electric. But if you want natural gas, you could have that too. But these libtards, these bullies, these socialist Marxist scumbags are basically saying you can't have what you want, but you got to buy our product. You have to do electric. We'll put gas right out of business. That's the way it is. And so that's the way it is. I mean, it's like uh, no choice. And there's going to be no debates like there wasn't a debate in Arizona against Katie Hobbs and Kerry Lake. There, there's not going to be any debate between RFK and Joe Biden. These people can't stand on their own principles. They can't argue their case. So they're not going to engage in any kind of civilized debate over the topics because they would lose. And how they get away with it is because we have the two standards of justice we have a Gestapo police called the FBI. We have a hugely corrupt CIA that basically murders people on the world stage, run by their State Department, financed by their USAID department. Samantha And all these people that run the show over there were in bed with Barack Obama. By the way, whose chef just died. You know, there was another chef that died, too. That was the Clinton chef. <laughs> yeah, these chefs. You know, maybe he uh, walked into the bathroom when Big Mike was taking a shower and saw something he shouldn't have seen, right? And said, you know what? I could write a book on that. That linebacker that's in the shower that calls herself Michelle. <laughs> you know, um, Whatever. But somehow that guy, built really well, very athletic, was paddleboarding off the off the uh, coast of uh, Martha's Vineyard, and ended up dead in the water paddleboarding. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Yeah, super athletic too. Probably knew what he was doing with the paddleboard. Ended up dead paddleboarding. It wasn't a shark. No shark teeth. No shark bite. So maybe he had a heart attack, myocarditis, from the COVID bioweapon. You know, 
I have to think that there's something going on with this Ottawa, you know, those fires up in Canada and, and over in Greece and, and out in Montana. I wonder what they're putting in our air. I mean, it's not like Bill Gates wouldn't infect a mosquito to bite you and, and, and get you a vaccine against your will because they've already talked about doing that. Like they've openly said that's a good idea. So, no, I'm not buying it. The same people that want to decrease the population in the world are the same people forcing you to take a jab and put it in your arm. And then they say, we're here to help. Give me a break. Is anybody buying any of this? Wow. I read this meme yesterday. It says, why electric vehicles because... Why electric vehicles? Question mark. Because they can turn them off on a whim? Why digital currency? Same reason. It's all control. And I said, remember this the next time they come looking for your gas stove and mandate electric appliances. See, they don't give you choice. If you had a choice, then basically the Biden investments in the, in the Freeport McMoran company that mines in the Congo for electric, uh, for cobalt to make electric batteries, which, yeah, they invested in Emperex to manufacture batteries that they were, and, and get, they get their cobalt from the same, from the mine that they're, the Bidens enriched themselves from. And it's using, they're using Chinese money to do it. And then while they're at it, they don't, renew any leases to drill for oil. They shut down the Keystone Pipeline on day one and they maximize mandates. Like you have to go full electric by 2030. Uh, there's no choice. Uh, that We're going to abolish combustible engines. Gavin Newsom's on that. So you know he's going to be the next uh, heir apparent to the Democrat throne. And uh, because he's all on board with the globalists, RFK, not so much, because he's not into vaccines and poisoning people and killing people. So he's not a globalist, because that's what globalists do. And uh, and so you're going to see, you know, basically RFK be dismissed by his own. A Kennedy, not Democrat enough. Can you believe it? It's almost impossible to believe but that's where we are as a socialist Marxist nation right now, run by the Biden crime family. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. But um, I said, remember that, you know, why electric vehicles? Because they could turn them off. Why digital currency? Because they can shut you down. And there's all kinds of stories about banks not giving loans and, and uh, closing accounts uh, for conservatives against conservatives. I said, remember this the next time, uh, remember this when they come asking for your gas stove and mandate electric appliances. You know those appliances that turn on and turn off on a timer that basically are connected to the internet and somehow can be controlled? Like the California state government would say you can't, uh, because we're having electric grid problem, uh, you can't run your appliances during the these times. 
it's too too much taxation on the electric grid. The the Second Amendment is more important than ever now that the globalists have taken control of our world. That's what I said there. So it says here, retweet, we're still waiting for you to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents. And there's a picture of Speaker McCarthy. And it's not just the IRS agents. It's the J6 film. All the footage. He said he would release it. And he didn't. He released it to Tucker, and Tucker has it, but Tucker said he was limited as to what he was allowed to show. So, so here's this um, here's this oil company woman. Okay, so we're getting we're getting to the Biden story. We're just whoa, sorry about that, folks. I guess I will take this call. Um, I thought it was off, but it was on. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, real quick, real quick. Uh, listen, uh, you know, as you're talking here, what they're coming to take, it reminds me of the guy who, I think his name was Mueller. Um, I'm, re- I'm going to redo his statement. First they came for our gas stoves. Then they came for our gas cars. And uh, now all they have is a bicycle. That's what's happening. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna take... What what else are they going to take? That, that's all I want to say. You, when you're talking, it reminds me of that. It just like woke me up at six o'clock in the morning in South Dakota. We, uh, it's uh, anyway. I just wanted to say that. That's, that's hey, well, they're building they're building bike lanes in every city now, where they're going to move everybody and stack them up in these high rises. So that's good. You know, we should be grateful yeah. for the bike lanes. Yeah. Well, speaking of bike lanes, I want to tell you something in San Luis Obispo, California, where I was. They were doing that very thing. They were taking over half the street to do bike lanes. And guess what? Two people were killed by... How does a 50-pound bike compete with a $10,000 truck? It doesn't. Two people were killed. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no winning with these people. There's just no winning with them. They're just absolute communist, deep state traitors from A to Z. But... Uh, I'm going to keep fighting, and I know you are, too. God bless you. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, actually, I'm a big fan of bike lanes. <laughs> I've all, uh, probably isn't very right-wing of me, but uh, I've been a cyclist for many, many years. I I used to, uh, before my back injury, I used to uh, ride a lot and uh, on the... Uh, on these groups and go, you know, do what they call century rides, hundred mile rides. And I'm a big fan of bike lanes. Um, and, and, and one of the things I, that appeals to me about Europe is that they have a lot of, uh, people biking everywhere. And, uh, it's not so much even about the, um, I just think it's healthy. You know, it's, it's not so much about pollution or, or climate or any of those things. I, I, I just, I'm a big fan of biking, but uh, so I have a buy. I have a built-in bias. That's what I'm saying. And uh, Philadelphia, I remember I was living in Philly, and uh, you know when you were a cyclist like I was, um, basically uh, you know where all the really good bike lanes are in these streets. It's still dangerous, though. I mean, someone opens their door, you're going to be, you know, screwed. 
But uh, in any case, um, here, let's take a listen to this. I'm going to start, I'm going to queue up to play some clips now, audio clips, and, and we're going to get to some things. Uh, the, 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 the deeper topic today, um, saving for the middle of the show, which we're almost there, but uh, it's going to be about the Hunter Biden scandal, of course, because that is huge. Mark my words, what we're, what we're heading into is the probably one of the most volatile times of our country, and people don't realize it, that Biden is not going to uh, survive what's about to happen. He is not going to survive it. We are going to have our first black female president in Kamala Harris, one of the dumbest people on the planet, is going to be running our country. And that is scary stuff. And the Bidens are pretty stupid too, but they're like Charlie Manson running the country. It, you know, they're as bad. Like, you put the Manson family up, and then you put the Biden crime family up. And which one would you choose? Because, frankly, it's the Biden family that's resulted in more, more people, more deaths, and more destruction and more melees, and more starvation, and more than than any of this, the horrible murders that the Manson f- crime family was involved in, which were horrible. No, Make no mistake about it. Worst of the worst. But you talk about Helter Skelter, you might as well just stamp that stamp right there on uh, the White House right now, because it's as bad. It, it may be glossy, you know, it's it's Manson family in a suit, you know. All right, so let's take a listen to this. This is the kind of stuff that happens all the time. This is Sky News, conservative uh, outfit. And it says, the conservative party's very, party's very power is connected with oil. Just Stop Oil spokesperson Zoe Cohen says we have to get real about the climate crisis. <laughs> There's no... really important. And, and I think I've seen Gove talking Citing about... Citing the wildfires in Greece, by the way. It's time to, you know, they're going to use this as an excuse. They want to wind back on everything. Let's remember, they're funded by the oil interests. It's not an accident that they're trying to wind back. Their, their very power is connected with oil. Their wealth, their power, their greed, their... It's all connected with, with the same people. They rotate between the banks, the oil companies, the government. But I'm right in it's, saying... It's, it's not surprising, your, is it? Is it your chairman who was who worked for Shell for 30-odd years? Am I, not, am I mixing that up? We don't have up? a chair, I don't okay. know. Okay. So um, the guy we, who was in... Forgive me, I can't remember his name, who was here Gra- instead of using... Graham used to, work, work, used to work in the renewable energy part of Shell, Shell. And he saw... He thought he could change the system from the inside and he realised he couldn't, so he left. And now we support Just Stop Oil. Many, many people have done the same thing. Many, many people have done the same thing. Look at the headline. Look at today's headline. Mm, 10,000 yeah. people needing to be evacuated from roads. Can we not just connect with reality, Kay? That's so important. Connect with- okay, you, you get the idea, right? We're not going to listen to any more of that. But here's the thing. What it is, is that she's rich. She's benefiting from uh, the global corporate partners. BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and all the companies that they own are financing NGOs, non-government organizations, to who also donate to her funding so that she could get out there and be a spokesperson and get media hits like this 
And basically, she's paid to speak for climate against fossil fuels. And they're going to blame, you know, I was uh, over the weekend. I was like, hey, how about these fires in Greece and, and these uh, fires? And, and I, was, I was joking, but I don't even think that these people knew I was joking. I said, yeah, it's got to be global. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be global warming. Right? I was, I was doing it tongue in cheek because I was being facetious. And I, and everybody said, oh, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, I realized what crowd I was with. But, um, yeah, I was being, I was being funny and no one, no one picked up on that, which was kind of weird. Um, because it is, it's uh, like I say, you know, CO two follows temperature by the tune of about eight hundred years. That temperature is cyclical, and that with every high CO two level that we've had in world history, it's been followed by an ice age. So, how do you figure that? How do you figure that? How do you square it? That. Higher levels of CO2 in our world's history have been achieved and they were followed by an ice age. How, how do you get there? How, do you, how does that happen? How do you square that? And so, you know, you have this. I think this is, this is the truest statement of all for the climate people. It is, the money is there if we can save the banks, if then we can save the world. I mean, it is, the money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. Is there, if we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. I think she, she, she's uh, all about the Benjamins, right? Yeah, I mean, that's Greta Thunberg talking about money. So the fires in Canada, Greece, and U.S. are being blamed on climate change when science clearly shows CO2 lags behind temperature by 800 years and that historically higher CO2 levels have preceded ice ages. Green and chemical weapon arsonists are more likely to blame. And I think that there is chemical weapons in these fires. And I think that there are, I mean, there are chemical weapons in these train disasters, chemical weapons in these fires. I mean, how do you explain what was going on in Canada coming all the way down to D.C. and making it so I couldn't even see out my window? I mean, that's just strange. You know, we're living in 2023 and we can't contain fires. It's, it's, it's impossible to believe. But this man, 71 years old, was charged with setting massive Yosemite Park fire. You know, Edward Frederick Wackerman of Mariposa, California, was busted Friday on suspicion of arson for allegedly igniting the Oak Fire, which destroyed uh, a lot of land. All right, so... um, Then we got this other story uh, written up by the Daily Mail here. And it says, Barack Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, drowns in a paddleboarding accident near $12 million Martha's Vineyard home. Right at sea level, by the way. You know, Mr. Climate, right? He's got himself a sea level in Hawaii. Got himself another sea level 
property in Martha's Vineyard? They don't seem to be too worried about what Ocasio-Cortez has warned us about. That California is going to be underwater in 12 years. (laughs) Yet the banks keep on investing in Malibu uh, mansions. They don't seem to worry too much, you know? So Tafari Campbell was a 45-year-old who worked in the White House while Obama was president. He was the one that also um, made the beer at the White House. He was a sous chef. He was recovered on Monday in pond in a pond in a pond <laughs> behind Obama's Martha's Vineyard property. Hmm. In a statement, Michelle and Barack Obama said Campbell was who was married with 19-year-old twins, was one of the top chefs in the White House kitchen. When we first... uh, So, you know, it's basically a really good guy and very healthy, looks very healthy, but somehow he's dead. And what's weird about that is the same thing happened to the Clintons. The Clintons. So that that's that's kind of a strange oddity, right? That the Clintons had the same thing happen to them. Let's see. It's, uh, yeah, right here. In case you missed it, Clinton's white chef, white chef, also drowned in New Mexico in 2015. There seems to be a pattern. Ex-White House chef. Oh, White House chef, (laughs) I was going to say. That's CNN, right? Ex-White House chef died uh, by drowning, autopsy shows. So this was a White House chef for the Clintons. He's he's dead. Sometimes these chefs see too much, and they end up dead. I don't know. I got another story to share with you. And this is a doozy. So... Why do so many now identify as LGBT, especially among younger generations? The the statistics from a recent U.S. Gallup poll for such identification are stark. So we know that the national population is less than 4% for LGBT. Yet every Netflix show that you ever watch is going to have a gay person in it. So it's 100% in the world of Netflix. Um, and you know why that is, right? They're, they're grooming and conditioning and, and, and gaslighting and any word you want to, it's a psyop. We're in a cultural war and they're playing psyop games, right? That's what we're doing. But here, check this out. So traditionalists, that's before, if you were born before 1946, like my dad, he's a traditionalist apparently. And he his generation, 0.8, less than 1%, were gay. Baby boomers, okay, 1946 to 1964. Um, 2.6% of baby boomers were gay. 2.6%. Generation X. Generation X is 1965 to 1980. Okay. So you got 0.8%, 2.6%, 4.2%. Okay, and a little bit of that, I think that 0.8% was because of the lack of tolerance. 
the, in the traditionalists. I think that the baby boomers, you know, started smoking weed and doing some things and, you know, whatever. And got into, you know, like maybe more drugs. There was the Viet 60s and stuff like that. So you, you kind of see that. Generation X, I think people were trying to be more tolerant. You got the Phil Donahue show, you know, trying to like open people's minds to new ways of looking at things. So I can understand those numbers, like 0.8, 2.6, 4.2. I can sort of understand that. But the millennials, 10.5%. And Generation Z is 20.8%. Generation Z is 1997 to 2003. Millennials is 1981 to 1996. Okay? So Generation X, 1965 to 1980. Millennials, 1981 to 1996. And Generation Z is 1997 to 2003. And now what we have is people born in that time, it's almost 21% are gay. That's one out of every five people. I'm not buying that. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. But we have lost our way. And if you don't think that this kindergarten bullcrap, and why, but I use the word kindergarten for a reason, because it's a rooted, rooted in German Nazism, or it's rooted as a German word. Kinder means child um, in German. So... Kindergarten, right? And we, we already heard, you know, Aaron Russo talk about Nicholas Rockefeller say that the Rockefellers financed the women's liberation movement. And the women's liberation movement, uh, incidentally, um, if you go over to spectator.org, Leonora wrote a really great article on the movie called Barbie. And uh, you should check it out. It's super awesome over at uh, spectator.org. I thought she, I, was, I thought it was one of her best writings ever. In any case, um, so women's lib movement was designed to double the tax base and get children into schools earlier to be indoctrinated at an earlier age. And I think that the, the what, what, the Department of Education and the biases in our Ivy League schools and our universities where it's like 98% liberal, I think this is the problem. I think we need to abolish the Department of Education, which has been steamrolled over by this, the teachers unions, to indoctrinate your children. And if you want to protect your children, you got to send them to a private school that's serious about learning. Because this indoctrination is what's causing these numbers to skyrocket. But I wrote a, I wrote a response to that, those statistics. And I said, all the proof you need that LGBTQ and trans... By the way, when you type those, you get a flag, right? You get an emoji flag. It's like a hint, right? But if I type in MAGA, I don't get a flag. If I type in anything else, I don't get a flag. There's no conservative groups that get an emoji. Black Lives Matter, you get a brown fist. LGBTQ, you get a rainbow flag. Trans, you get this pink and blue flag, right? So you could be like a sexual pervert and get a flag emoji, 
right? But you can't if you're a Christian or anything like that. You don't get anything. You get nothing. So right there tells you everything you want to know about where the where it is. Uh, Apple, Google, you know, who Android, whatever. Their hearts are in the wrong place. But all the proof you need that LGBTQ and trans are learned social behaviors and not a birthright identity. It's a social construct and a political agenda and a sexual preference. I, I wanted to say the word perversion, but I said preference. That has nothing to do with science. The, the stats indicate media narratives are shaping behavior. And so if there's any proof, any more proof that you need that people aren't born gay, they learn that behavior, the proof is in the pudding here. Because these numbers, people today aren't different than people 60 years ago. So if you were born 60 years ago and you were born today, you're not different. Like, like Generation Z was born as early as 1997, and traditionalists were born in 1946. So, I mean, basically, you're looking at 50 years disparity there, right? So, how do you get a shift of 20% in just 50 years? That doesn't make any sense. The biology is the same. What uh, what gives? So this statistic tells you every single thing you need to know about when these gay people and trans people say they were born this way. And they're making this argument for all these different experiences and different surgeries and different, um, you know, um, government packages like because they were born that way, they they couldn't control who they are. I think that the the fact is is that they can control who they are. I think it is a learned behavior, and I think these statistics bear that out. Uh, we have a caller. Uh, let's see, caller, you're on the air. Hi, I agree with you up to a point on uh, this them learning this, but. Uh, on uh, Natural News, there was an article. It noted that there was a certain burden. I'm sorry, I'm not real prepared for this, but there's a certain burden in the Everglades, and the males teamed up and mated with males. But what they found was is that they had a higher level of mercury in those those birds and the other birds. And then uh, there was a, a while back they took this uh, BPA plastic out of baby bottles and uh that was one of the things that they were finding that turned uh, male frogs into female frogs so i i'm agreeing with you that they're they're being pushed that way but i think there's some some chemicals that you know addition adding to this this that uh or, or might be a factor in the whole thing i i don't disagree with you to that to that degree and i will also add something I didn't say yet, but I've always believed, is that, you know, I think that everybody has, uh, everybody has different chemistry. And that, 
you know, you may have more testosterone than I have, you know, and, and, or, or someone might have more estrogen than somebody else. Right. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that we're hormonal beings, you know what I mean? And diet right. and diet and body chemistry and maybe even some heredity, uh, has an impact to a certain degree. Um, but I, but then, you know, but the statistics, if that were the case, you know, then the statistics and then the social norms and then the cultural um, impacts, like it used to be, for example, that um, no one ever got divorced, even though probably divorce may have been the better solution. Uh, people did not get divorced uh, in a certain, you know, like way, way back. Like that was just not right. done, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. then people now uh, have this green light to get divorced. So no one really knows exactly what the right statistic is. I just read it off from traditionalists, baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, and Generation Z. But somewhere in between, I think, is a real statistic. And I think it's probably around 5%, not, but it, sh- it certainly shouldn't be at 21%. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think part of the problem too is these people are being encouraged to, well, go act out, just experiment with different things. Well, okay, well, what does that do? That doesn't that doesn't define anything. That's what what should we say? Sex is fun, and so what? It doesn't matter who or what you do it with, and that's 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 a bad uh, bad marker in the to to, to you know uh, uses a a, a milepost for anything. So. Yeah. Um, by the way, you have never called in before, have you? No, I've called in uh, once before. Okay, where are you calling from? I, I'm calling from Utah. Okay, great. All right. Hey, thank you for calling in. Hey, thank you. Bye. All right, take care. Bye. Oh, so I got uh, something from... Uh, uh, someone texted in here. I think it might be George from Chicagoland. Says, good morning, Scott. The fires in Greece are in small areas of the islands. They are setting them on fire so big corporations can buy the land cheap and build hotels and condos. Hmm. Forcing the people out of their property. Wow, that sounds horrible. I believe it. I actually, did you did you hear that? I'm going to read that one more time. Thank you, George. Good morning, Scott. The, the fires in Greece are in small areas areas of the islands. Wow. They are setting them on fire so big corporations can buy the land cheap and build hotels and condos, forcing the people out of their properties. I never looked at it from that angle. I've I've been looking at it from, like, perhaps I have a little tunnel vision there, right? I'm looking at it from chemical weapons or I'm looking at it from, that is so good. That point that was just made there. Um, I have to say, I, I'm kicking myself right now for not thinking about that, thinking that through. Um, but uh, thank you, George, for that, because I think that's right. I think that that is the answer uh, there. I think that is the answer to, to many of these fires. Wow. Hmm. All right. The FBI told <clears throat> Delaware U- U.S. Attorney it had already partially corroborated Biden bribery claims, source says. So, you know, and then here, Paul Sperry writes, 
Breaking, Joe Biden was on a first-name basis with the two Burisma officials cited in the FBI's bribery memo. Hunter Biden's fellow Burisma board member, Devin Archer, is expected to testify under subpoena in a transcribed interview before the House Oversight Committee, and that's going to happen on Monday. Monday, folks. They thought it was going to be this week, but he kept on canceling. Devin Archer kept on canceling, but it's going to be Monday. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer confirms to Fox that Burisma board member Devin Archer has canceled a deposition three times. Archer is under subpoena from the committee. Fox is told Archer has canceled because of personal reasons and schedule conflicts. BS. I I, I call BS on that. Um, All right. So then we have uh, this. Let's review everything we've recently learned about the Bidens. A declassified FBI file alleging Joe and Hunter were bribed $5 million by Burisma to get the Ukraine prosecutor investigating them fired. A text message in which Hunter Biden demanded payment from his CCP-linked business partner by saying, I'm sitting here with my father waiting for the call. IRS whistleblowers testifying that the that multiple felony charges were recommended against Hunter, but the DOJ only charged him with two misdemeanors. Hunter Biden's former business partner alleging that Joe Biden was on a phone call with Hunter's business partners over a dozen times. I heard two dozen times. Allegations that the DOJ tipped off the Bidens to search warrants uh, being initiated against Hunter and prohibited investigated Gators uh, from executing them, even though they found probable cause. Confirmation that Joe Biden was, in fact, the big guy. All of those things have happened. And yet, here we are. There used to be this whistleblower uh, that was instrumental. He was the one listening in on the Ukraine call that Trump had. That um, He then hired a guy named Mark Zaid, a lawyer, who basically said in a tweet that's still up uh, that uh, a coup is started, series of many steps, lawyers will be involved, and this will happen, right? And so he did that on January 31st, 2017, he tweeted that. Now, he did that because Sally Yates got fired uh, for lack of cooperation uh, with Trump. And uh, and so it was like retaliation. But this coup was in the works for a long time. And Eric Ciaramella, who is a FUD, uh, is a basically a, a CIA, NSC guy working in the White House under Obama, Continued to work in the Trump White House because Trump, you can't keep a handle on everybody. And he was, uh, he had a lover named Sean Misko. Yeah, they were, they were gay. And Sean Misko was the chief investigator for Adam Schiff in the impeachment hoax trial. And Sierra Mella was using Mark Zaid, that coup lawyer, and together with Alexander Vindman. And then the whole team of crew of people like Fiona Hill and George Kent and all these people that were involved in this Ukraine scheme of cover-up of corruption 
Uh, basically, you know, and then you have Nancy Pelosi saying we had to offer impeachment when after we, they heard the call. The perfectly good call with Zelensky, where Trump said you ought to look into this whole Burisma thing. And of course, that was ground zero. So they impeached Trump for wanting to look into that. But it says here, Eric Ciaramella, the CIA operative, also was working with Joe Biden, believed to be the whistleblower, is captured in this 2015 photo taking notes between Biden advisor Michael Carpenter, who was sitting to Biden's right in the infamous uh, bribery braggadocia video where he says, and we wanted to, uh, I told him, well, you're not going to get the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. And sure enough, he did, right? Michael Carpenter was sitting to Biden's right, okay? If you're viewing it, it's to his left, but stage right. And so NSC's Liz Zentos, a White House meeting with Ukrainian officials, Carpenter later appeared with Biden in the infamous Son of a bitch video. Here's proof Sierra Mella was personally involved in VP Biden's corrupt Ukraine meddling that enriched the Bidens and thus had a personal conflict in blowing the whistle on Trump, Trump's request to Zelensky, which we now know from FBI informant was warranted. Plotting Trump's removal was always the plan. House Oversight Committee has more bank records linking Biden's to Russia and Ukraine, according to uh, James Comer. In 2019, Joe Biden's claim, I never discussed a single thing. Uh, let's take a listen to this clip. President, as you said, your son Hunter today gave an interview, admitted that he made a mistake and showed poor judgment by serving on the, the, that board in Ukraine. Did you make a mistake by letting him? You were the point person on Ukraine at, at the time. If you, you can answer. Look, my son's statement speaks for itself. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Even when my son was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, we never discussed anything. So there'd be no potential conflict. My son made a judgment. I'm proud of the judgment he made. I'm proud of what he had to say. Well, that's going to come back to haunt him. Then you got this. This is Hunter Biden. The end of our discussion. When he said, I hope you know what you're No. As I said, right. only... Did you and your father ever discuss Ukraine? No. As I said, the only time was after a news account. It wasn't a discussion in any way. There's no but to this. No, we never did. Your dad said, I hope you know what you're doing. I hope you know what you're doing. I do. And I said, I do. And that was literally the end of our discussion. When he said, I hope you know what you're doing, what did he think you were doing? Well, he read the press reports that I joined the board of Burisma, which was a Ukrainian natural gas company. There's been a, a, a lot of misinformation about me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is 
not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani and a president of the United States that would be listening to this this ridiculous conspiracy idea, which has, again, been completely debunked by everyone. Did you? That's just such a lie, right? And it's going to come back to bite them. Every time they call something a conspiracy, you better believe it's true. Um, Hunter Biden put the VP dad, Joe, on the phone with business associate at least two dozen times, ex-partner Devin Archer, to testify. Hunter put Joe on the phone at least two dozen times while Joe was Obama's VP. Hunter and Joe jointly used Joe's position as VP to impress and intimidate business associates to fall in line and do as they wanted. So phone a friend is the cover of the New York Post. And of course, that's going to come back to haunt him. Uh, just yesterday, uh, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre lying. Uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have. Was never in business with his son. She, she changed the answer there. And then here, Joe Biden. Deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader? If that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. <laughs> he ain't beating nobody, old man. Uh, and then here we got well, this. Biden and his son are stone cold crooked. Have, have, you, have you talked to your son about any of this? I talked to my son. Uh, I, I, we've, we've communicated. He lives out in California. We communicated a couple times. Uh, but look... Uh, there is zero, 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 zero evidence of any assertion being made. But he said, quote, zero evidence. Well, we're going to find out by Devin Archer that he spoke. He's going to admit that he spoke with uh, Joe Biden over two dozen times about the business deals. See, Devin Archer is not going down. He's flipping, I believe. That's what I think might be happening. But uh, we'll see. Only time will tell, but we're out of time right now. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. I'm from a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.